0: And welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonya Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host today, Laura Shook Guzman. Welcome back, Laura. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for that
1: introduction. I'm excited to be back. Um, I have missed our chat so much. I just have had to, you know, do that thing where we shift our priorities around and, Take care of family is what mine has been, taking care of my daughter. Um, so thank you, Sonny, for being the most amazing business partner ever that um, I love working with you and I love working with moms because we understand the need to flip priorities
0: on their head sometimes. Yes. And so, yeah. Yes. Yes. Look, I'm so glad to have you back. And I'm also so glad that you prioritize what you needed to. (laughs) Thank you. Yay. Yay.
1: But I have been craving these conversations and just wondering how everybody's doing. So I'm ready to dive right in to one of our juicy
0: chats. Perfect. And today we've got a juicy topic as well. So one of the things I've seen a lot recently from some of my clients and from some of the women that, I've, that I'm have that i in contact with and seen in the business world is that I feel like sometimes we get to a place in our business where we hit almost a paralyzing fear, right? I mean, fear is sort of one of those natural things we're navigating in business. If we're honest, we're all hitting some level of fear at certain points in our business journey. And I think there's times when we get to that place where it just feels so paralyzing. We don't know what to do. We feel stopped. We feel stuck. You know, we're and it, it's like we know what we need to do, even sometimes, and yet we're still stuck in that that paralysis. So I thought that that was a really good discussion for us to kind of chat about. What is it? How does it feel? What are some strategies and and tips maybe that we can deal with it in the moment? Because at those moments, we're not really functioning from a real logical reasoning sense of mind, and we need some different strategies. What do you think, Laura?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad we're talking about this really, you know, directly speaking to the impact of fear Mm. um, on our bodies and therefore on our businesses. We talk about doubt, um, we talk about, you know, overwhelm, all these different themes we definitely um, discuss a lot in our calls but i think for today it's like a deeper dive into what really happens emotionally and physically to us when we are hijacked by fear you know yes. cuz that's, that's what a it good word. is <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: Um, and you know just like because I am a little bit of a nerd on um, neurobiology I love to you know just remind people that what we're working with in the brain when we experience fear is that we go into more of the the base part of the brain which is kind of a nickname for that is the reptilian part of the brain and -hmm. then we have the limbic nervous system I mean the limbic part of the brain which is kind of helping control emotions Um, but then we have the prefrontal which is like our thinking brain and this is the one that makes everything Um, makes sense and we're analyzing and rationalizing. But what happens when fear comes in is that we do literally our brain conserves energy and is like, we're in distress. And so we're going to just not use the prefrontal right now because we're going to use our instincts. We're going to use the primal Mm -hmm. reptilian brain to either fight the situation out, freeze or flee, right? We're just going to do that. And so what people often mistakenly do is they try to talk themselves out of fear. They try to rationalize the fear. And that part of their brain, like the body just discarded, It's like, nah, we're not putting energy or blood flow that direction at all because we just need to be safe. So I think it's interesting to just remind everyone, like you really are in your most basic animal brain at that point because your body's like, we need to be safe. And, And it's not just a bear in the woods. It's that debt hanging over your head or that membership launch that tanked. That to your body feels like a big bear in the woods and you literally start shutting down.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think what's so important about this conversation is we want to normalize it. Right. I think what, what I see is so many people when they hit this sort of paralyzing fear, they then judge themselves that they then bring in this part of like, they're wrong, they're bad, they should know better, they know it's irrational, you know, and, and it's totally normal. And I think some people also think, oh, I shouldn't have fear, I should just, you know, f- like, totally just take the leap, just do the thing, you know, I just need to get it done. And I actually think that's such a wrong perspective, whereas it is really about normalizing it. It's here and that's totally normal. It's absolutely something you're going to confront if you're trying to grow your business, if you're trying to grow yourself, if you're trying to get past a glass ceiling absolutely you're going to hit that fear. And so we want to normalize it and then talk about the different ways you have to handle it because yeah, you're in like an animal instinct that is so (laughs) different than the rational side.
1: (laughs) Yes. And we're used to navigating, you know, so much of our entrepreneurship life, you know, from that rational thinking mind. And Mm -hmm. we've relied on our, um, on our wits and our being smart. Um, and when you're faced with, fear that's really paralyzing, that's really hijacking you, then you have to use different, different tools and skills, which we're going to get to. But I want to kind of go back to what you said about normalization. I think that, you know, we talk a lot about the social conditioning that we're under and, and how to kind of pull that curtain uh, back and, and think differently. And one of them is that to be an entrepreneur, you're supposed to be fearless. Mm. And that yes. is a big myth that is perpetuated out there because it's cool. It sounds awesome. Like, yeah, we're going to be just taking it on without fear. But I would say that if you're going to go into a business venture without fear, then you're losing one of your best assets because fear is the ability to tell you if something is changing or something needs attention. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a book actually that was written called The Gift of Fear. It kind of reminds me of um, another, you know, book out there that's called The Upside of Stress that sometimes these reactions in our life, they get a bad rep like, oh, nobody wants stress or nobody wants to feel fear or fear is weakness. Mm. But in actuality, it's a natural biological response to say, ooh, there's something that's um, concerning us right now or we're about to merge into a new awareness and, and I'm uncomfortable, you know, fear has a way of showing up when we need to pay attention. And if it yes. didn't have such an intense reaction, we might just keep going along our way and drop off that cliff, right? Because it wouldn't be paying yes. attention <laughs> to yes. any of the signs.
0: Yeah, look, that's so good. And I think, you know, one of the things that we have to recognize is if we're moving into new areas, if you are moving up to a new level, if you are growing something you've never grown before, yourself or a business, it is inevitable that you will hit fear. It's impossible not to hit fear. In fact, if you don't hit fear, you're probably not moving in the right direction, right? Exactly. Because you're <laughs> staying comfortable. You're staying and in your comfort zone yes. and that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, that's right. And so I think, you know, that's the piece is it's totally normal and it's totally happens. And so we need better sort of awareness around that because sometimes even just being like, okay, fear is here and that's okay. It's like even that will help us ride it out versus like the, oh my gosh, fear is here. I shouldn't feel fear. What am I going to do? Like I'm such a bad person. I'm doing even worse than I thought, you know, all of that tanks us. So I think just even that start of being aware that, oh, cool, fear's here. You know, it's not comfortable, but it also means I'm, you know, growing. Yes, exactly. And so, you know,
1: one of the things to recognize is that if it's really hijacked you and you're in a really, I'd say, activated state of fear, Mm. you're not going to just putting out there. You're not going to be able to use your usual coping skills that have to do with any kind of cognitive rationalization. Like you're not going to be able to talk yourself out of it. So it's important to note when you kind of gone into that place of full overwhelm or activation. And usually, you know, that feels like it feels different for everyone, but there's some common ground. So people will feel, um, anxiety. So really high levels. Maybe you even feel like you're going to have a panic attack or you've had panic attacks around this time of heightened state of fear. Um, you feel numb. So you're just kind of like, Oh my God, I'm I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. I can't even feel. I know I'm scared, but I don't even feel it. And just kind of a loss of, kind of a disorienting feeling. So, those are all um, aspects of, of your brain trying to come online and just make really instinctual, instinctual uh, choices <laughs> instead yeah. of, oh my, like stumbling over words, um, instead of like your behavioral, cognitive behavioral thoughts. So, what do we do when we feel ourselves really overwhelmed in the body? We've got to meet the body where it is. It is. Mm. So what that means is that you want to find how to connect to your physical sensations. And one of the biggest tricks out there, I swear, and it's easy to do anywhere in public or anywhere that has running water, is that when we shift temperature, when we engage with hot water or cold water, it it actually will do something to shift the nervous system. I teach this to my clients who are panic, uh, who have panic anxiety attacks often. So when they start to feel their body vibrating, so you can feel vibration, heart racing, dry mouth, those are all signs that you're in that state, then find the nearest restroom and go and put on the cold water and wash your hands. And if any of you have done mindfulness eating or mindfulness exercise, you're going to do that with your hands. You're going to feel the water like literally Mm. running through your fingers. You're going to notice the smell of the soap. If you want to take some soap, you're going to lather it on there. And then you're going to turn it to as hot as you can handle. Don't scorch or burn yourself, but go hot and feel heat. And just let your body feel heat. Then go back to cold and then go back to heat, do like like three times. And there is something um, science has shown that like when temperature engages our body, our body wakes up and says, oh, new, in- new information. So if it was stuck in fear, stuck in something that you can't get out of, and this is like a very simple, actionable way of using water. And you can use this in a shower. You can go all in. Like if it's you wake up in a state of distress. So I just want to throw like, I have some other of those little hacks in my back pocket. But I think that one is one of the easiest ones if you have
0: access to hot and cold water,
1: you know, yeah. in a hotel,
0: in a private so space, good. anything. Yeah. Restaurant. Oh, I love it. So good. And I, I like, I've always loved water. And I think subconsciously always... Use it in a time when I'm struggling, like whether that's taking a bath or a shower or washing my face, even, yeah, or, yes. you know, rinsing my hands. Like there's just something about that healing property. And I think that's such a beautiful and simple, you know, hack there or solution. You know, it's, it really is so helpful in those moments to just reset things. Yeah. Because when we're in that state, it's just, it just builds or we spiral down if we're trying to rationalize it or, you know, shift it with our mind or, you know, it's, and that's such a really easy thing you could do anywhere. I love that. Great right, advice. Right. And yeah. it's
1: instinctual. Like you said, mm-hmm. the water is something like we even have like a, you know, just wring your hands of it. Or we have expressions. Like when you look for certain expressions in our um, colloquial language, like there's often wisdom in like how we just let go of things, use water to wash it away. We literally yeah. wash away. And so like staring at a computer or like looking at something that's bringing up more fear, you just step away and go and you know, use the water and take deep breaths. I mean, most everybody knows about breathing and the the breathing exercises are because you're actually sending a message as well. Um, A really great one they use in the, like even the, you know, uh, like Marines and and, uh, uh, soldiers and really intense uh, trauma type life and death situations. They teach them something Mm -hmm. called box breathing where you breathe in for four, you hold it for four, you breathe out for four, you hold it for four. Breathe in for four. See, so I mean, even just that pattern, right? It's so a box four, 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 four. So that mm. breathing exercise is something that they'll teach first responders and people in really intense because then you're also engaging a different part of the brain and your body's like, oh, that bear is not right here. It's not going to eat me right <laughs> now. And then you can start to be in a place with your business or go and get help or go look at it from a different place. But you're not going to be able to do it when you're when you're
0: hijacked by fight, flight, freeze,
1: and it's just not gonna happen.
0: That's right. And and I think, you know, sometimes we don't understand, you know, from a rational point of view, why our body is reacting the way it is or why our nervous system is reacting the way it is or why fear comes up and is acting the way it is. And and I think, you know, it's good to just talk about and normalize that, you know, often the things that we're experiencing in business, it brings up a lot of, previous trauma, it can bring up previous experiences, it can bring up just our fear. So what I encounter a lot with clients is, you know, some like a lot of them have a fear of failure, right? That's really built into them, especially I think as women, because we have been I don't know, like pushed down for being women, pushed down for operating in a feminine way. You know, like a lot of us have trauma from that, from when we were very young, um, not validated for being that feminine side. And so sometimes in our business, we're so afraid we're not going to succeed. We're not going to make lots of money. We're not going to do some of the more sort of defined masculine goals that there, we hit this sense of self-worth and this sense of, you know, Oh, I'm just going to fail. And I think that can be very paralyzing for people. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that it's an interesting thing to
1: the difference between, you know, Like men put a lot of self-value in um attributed to their work. It definitely um they've been conditioned to think of it as, you know, their self-worth. But we've got something tricky happening with women where it's kind of like we don't expect the woman to succeed. Like society's kind of waiting for Us to see what we do, like, oh, that's great! All these women starting their own businesses. We see an uptick in women entrepreneurship. You know, they're like, yeah, okay, let's see. You know, let's see. Mm. And there's kind of a, a societal message that we have to prove ourselves. And I think men have already proven that they're good at business, you know, Mm. or that's like a a cultural um, expectation. That's like standard. Yeah. Yeah. Men are good at it. And so they're just trying to then succeed, but they have everyone kind of already, you know, realizing like, yeah, they can probably do that where I feel like women, not only we have that in society and then we may even have loved ones around us that were just, that have, that were like, I don't know. That's a lot for you to take on. (laughs) Ah, you know, I don't know how you're going to do that. And they're just like waiting to see (laughs) if we do it. So when we hit a place where we're stuck or we think we're not going to succeed, I think it's not only our own sense of value, it's what we have been taking on around from all the people around us, you know? Yes. Yeah, their expectations.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a lot of trauma. Like we've lived through a lot of trauma. I mean, I know I have, I know a lot of women I've worked with have as well. Like, you know, I have trauma from the disappointment or not meeting someone's expectations or, you know, not rising up to be successful in the way that a man would be. Or, you know, there's a lot of sort of ways in which I've been pushed down or denied love or denied acceptance or, you know, all of these things for not sort of living up to a standard that men live. And one of the things I, I think is that a lot of women aren't trying to create what a man creates. They're trying to create what is works for them, what is aligned with them, what is who, you know, totally who they are, that balance, that ability to be with their kids but have a successful business. And because of that, you know, sometimes if we get into that mindset where we're still measuring the wrong stick, if you will, yes. you know, then we get into that place of we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough. It triggers those sort of really patterns of fear and we think, oh, we're never going to be successful. And and even... In the conscious mind, we're like, we don't want that level of success anyway. You know, I don't want to make Mm -hmm. millions and millions of dollars and be working a million hours a a month and, you know, have all these employees and have all this status, you know, we don't want those anyway, but we get triggered in that subconscious mind or in that animal brain that that's what we're supposed to want.
1: Uh And then
0: we still beat ourselves up and fall short and get into that fear, like paralyzing fear and it's totally out of our control in a way yeah. like it's and then we try to rationalize it but i don't want that anyway or yeah but we're not actually addressing and dealing with that subconscious part of ourselves and i think you know it's one thing like you were saying in terms of deal when you're when that fear is activated you really have to reset the system. Then, like you can't yes. start to work towards, you know, awareness and like you know, really working on integrating and healing these patterns. But when you're not, is in an activated state. I think we could look at what are some of the things that you can do, and what are some of the things that you know strategies that will help you start to work through so that you don't hit, hit that as much anymore. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're talking about
1: sort of different levels of fear. So when it feels really overwhelming and it's hijacking your brain, then we want to talk about how do you shift your body literally and your brain back into a calmer state and different people are going to have different practices that are even listening. They're like, Oh yeah, when I do that, I go for a jog. I just have to exercise and move my body or, Oh, I'm going to do the water exercise to really help that. Or I'm going to go meditate. So there's different ways that people are going to, um, and we aren't going to be able to cover all those in this call. So I encourage you to think about what are the ways that you can get back into your body. Then when you start to come back into the thinking brain and the limbic region is uh, moderating, it's really doing a good job regulating emotions and your thinking brain is like, Oh wait, what is this about? Mm. That's when you get to think kind of what you were just saying is that why is this fear here? What purpose is it serving? Because Mm. maybe there is something that I need to be aware of, like what you just brought up. Maybe there's a measurement of success that I've adopted and I've been trying to achieve, and it's not in alignment with me at all. Mm. And fear is coming up, not because I'm really afraid of failing, but
0: I'm afraid of what I'm about to compromise in my life. Mm. See, that's so good. And I think, I mean, it's so interesting looking at that because we're so quick to label sometimes our fear, you know, almost every woman that I'm working with or that I talk to when I ask them, you know, what is that? Or, you know, sort of, what are you feeling? They'll be like, I have a fear of failure, right? They just label it. It's just this label we patch on fear of failure, fear of failure. But oftentimes if you explore it, it's, there's actually a lot of things there. Like, you know, sometimes it's not really a fear of failure. It can be a fear of success, are sometimes it can be, like you were saying, a fear of compromise, that Mm -hmm. somehow we have actually labeled success in a negative way. Like success equals I'm going to have to compromise what I really want. So I don't really want to be successful because if I'm successful, that I'm going to be like, you know, this person who I don't like very much. So I'm just going to keep myself not successful. And then I never have to compromise. So these are all sort of ideas we have and concepts we have and sort of definitions we have in our subconscious mind. And it can be so interesting when you stop sort of just automatically labeling something and actually explore it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where that exercise of radical inquiry or like where you just keep asking why, um, Mm. or at least ask why three times could be really helpful because you'd be like, okay, I'm I'm freaking out right now, I'm afraid. Okay, why are you afraid? I'm afraid I'm gonna fail. Okay, why are you afraid of failing? Well, because then everyone's going to look at me differently and they're gonna judge me. Okay, why do you fear the judgment of other people? Well, because my mom and dad like told me I had to be a good kid and people were watching like I needed to sit up at church or I needed to do well Mm. because it's like a reflection on the family, on all of us. And I can't let that see how it can go into this like Mm. place it's not even about your business anymore.
0: Yeah. It's about well, mom and dad telling you sit up straight, you know, yeah, and it never is. It never is. It's <laughs> never really about the business. It's never really about the now. Yeah. And this is what I see with paralyzing fear. It's never about the now. Now in our bodies, we feel like there's a bear in front of us, as you said, yeah. and like, it's going to eat us right now. And that's it. We're going to die if we don't do something freeze yeah. or flee or fight. But in, in that moment, it's never in the now. It's always something that is old, something that is um, triggered, something that is a past trauma, something that is something that has been indoctrinated in us. Like it is never the now. And that's why we can't use our rational mind in the same way to be like, well, there's nothing here. I just shouldn't fear.
1: <laughs> yes. I love that you brought up the, that it's not in the now because that's one of the tools that um, is important for Anxiety to like bring yourself back mm. to present because we are anxious about things that happened in the past. We're either mm. like sad or anxious about what happened, and then in the future we're anxious about what's going to happen. But if you're in the now, you can reality check a lot more quickly and be yes. realistic. Like where am I now? So you know the power of now. There, all of the, you know a lot of the. Um, you can see there's a lot of self-development courses around this. It's, and of course you can see it's not as easy as it sounds, or there wouldn't be a whole industry that makes money off of the power of now. Um, but like (laughs) you've got to, um, it's, it's, it's good to remember when you're caught in some kind of rumination in your mind to ask yourself, like, is, Is this happening now or is this something that happened in the past or is it something I'm imagining could happen? Mm. Because if you can bring yourself into the now, then you start breathing a little bit deeper. You start realizing, oh, wait, okay, no, it's not happening now. That's something that happened to me in the past or that's something I'm imagining could happen, but there's not any reason for me to be scared in this moment because it's not happening
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and, you know, I think it's really good because, so what I expect when I'm working with people, because, you know, all my clients are moving through transitions, right? They're definitely moving to a different level in their business, no matter where they're coming from. And, and Oftentimes when we're moving into that different level, we're hitting a glass ceiling or we've been comfortable and we're going to move out of that comfort zone into something new. And so it's inevitable that pretty much every person that goes to my program will encounter some level of fear. That's inevitable. And so there are things that you can do to sort of make that process easier. So one is normalizing it, knowing that it's normal and allowing it. Right. So that's one thing. But I also think, you know, some of the things that I suggest to my clients, which does help in helps everything that we've talked about so far, it brings you back into the now it helps reset your nervous system. So things like, you know, daily self-care or making sure that you prioritize space, self-care, like Exercise. I often tell people if you want to stop drinking, that can really help. Like, you know, alcohol can sometimes um, shift things in more of a negative way. So, really taking care of yourself, really having some time in the presence, meditating, yoga, whatever it is you're into, making that part of your daily routine every single day will allow you to ride through that fear more easily and will mean you have less sort of like paralyzing fear. And then, you know, you have to get. Out of it and then paralyzing fear again. It's like it helps um, stabilize you through the journey.
1: Yes, yes, I love that. And something I like to add to that is that you, what you were saying is that you're kind of staying ahead of things by just um, watching kind of how you feel in what i was thinking is one of the disservice of the power of positive thinking mm. is that we forget the importance of observing any kind of discomfort in yeah. our bodies or in our minds, like we can focus on the positive and have the positive mantra, but we don't want to do that um, when ignoring anything that's like anxious or something that's coming up that we want to pay attention to. So every day, like when you're doing your positive thinking, um, you may want to also add like check in with yourself and see, is there a creeping fear? Is there like mm. something I'm kind of avoiding? Is there something a little bit... Anxious about this. Like, let me just note is it there today? Okay, it's a little bit there, but it's not a big deal. But I'm just going to note it in my journal that I'm also feeling a little bit of increasing anxiety about my first quarter. Finances. I'm kind of nervous about that. Okay. Mm. You know, and then I'm going to have my positive talk. It's okay. Awesome. I'm excited going into quarter two. I have three different, um, you know, things, strategies I'm using. I'm super excited. Um, So you're doing the positive, but you're also checking in because then the fear doesn't creep up on you as much and paralyze you if you're really watching it. You're bringing it out of the darkness and you're just like, okay, anxiety, what you, what you kind of little anxious about today, you know, and you're just being more mindful and then you can gently approach some of those things until waiting until it just seems like it blindsides you because you've been ignoring that nagging feeling for months, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really good. And, And I think, you know, another perspective as well is that, you know, I sometimes think it's good just to not sort of swing either way, right? Where we view everything as positive or negative, but just review like everything as neutral. Right. So, you know, it's like that that feeling, because I do think the positive sort of direction we've moved in over the years has led to this uh, uh, dual nature. Right. So that there is a positive and there's a negative and there's a good and there's a bad. and, And that is like the humanity. Right. We have this dual nature. But I think it's really cool to start to explore things as neutral. I have a feeling. It's just a feeling. I have, you know, uh, it, whether it's a positive feeling or a negative feeling, it's just a feeling, you know, and, and starting to allow ourselves to, to gain more and more neutrality with what we're creating so that it's not that big of a swing, like it's great when we have money and it's okay when we don't have money, right? So it's like there's that ability to appreciate whatever we're feeling and whatever situation we're in. And I think if we could allow ourselves that, then the fear wouldn't be so paralyzing because we would just recognize, oh yeah, there's fear.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're building our resilience to be in discomfort. And really, if you can understand entrepreneurship as a huge university and learning to sit (laughs) in discomfort. You'll be good because it yes. is, it's transforming us and we can't do it without, you know, we're not going to go through this whole process and just feel all the good things all yeah. the time. Um, yeah. It's the ups and the down, it's real life, but that's the, that's actually the really rewarding part is when you learn um, that you can sit through that discomfort, that you can face fear. I mean, the, the amount of um, confidence I've gained in myself over the years has not come from my greatest successes, but have yeah. come from walking through the center of, of my discomforts or my failures, if you will,
0: you know, a hundred percent same here. Like, you know, and I think you learn so much more from the challenging moments and the fear that you have had to walk through and the, you know, the real crappy stuff, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it sucked to go through, but damn, you learn so much from it. You gain so much from it. You become so much from it. Yes. And I think, you know, that's, that's really the case. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, sort of one last topic before we wrap up that I thought would be really cool just to touch on is sometimes what happens when we have that, you know, really extreme fear is that some people will push right? So they start to push actions in their business. They start to just do more because if they just do more, they're in control. Or if they just do more that, that, you know, it's going to make it all better. And I see this time and time again with entrepreneurs because they're like, I need more money. Or maybe they have fear around security or money. And they're like, I'm just going to do more. I'm just going to get more clients. I'm just going to go out there and talk more. I'm going to you know do more marketing. I'm going to more, 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 more. And I actually think that that is the opposite of what we need to do in those situations. Oftentimes I really guide my clients back into stopping, stop work, stop taking action around your business, actually focus on self-care. Yeah. Slow down. So yeah, I don't know. Any, any last thoughts?
1: No, I think that is a great place to land is just to remember that you can move through fear and there's a lot of tools out there to help. And if you need to bring it to the group and ask um, all of us there, or if there's other places, like just look for ways to walk through the fear and know that you're not alone and you're going to come out the other side feeling not like a failure, but feeling like a badass, like feeling like, oh my God, I'm really like taking my entrepreneurial um, strides here. And I'm learning a lot about myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Walk through the fear. That's just so much more effective. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who have commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.